Hallelujah. I'd like to welcome everyone today, especially our guests. If you're a guest with us this morning, we are so glad to have you in service with us today. If this is your first or your second time, we invite you to stop by our welcome area in the back of the auditorium after service. A small token of appreciation to give you for being here today. If you're joining us online, wherever you may be watching from, we welcome you as a part of this service today as well. Praise God. As, as I say, oftentimes in these types of situations, we're not in a hurry this morning. It's a little bit earlier than normal that we are transitioning, but uh, the presence of the Lord is here. And amen. And God's man is here. And I believe that Brother Smith is with us this morning in the perfect will of God. And I believe God is going to use him today. And so I want to get out of the way. If he decides we worship some more, we'll worship some more. But whatever he and the Holy Ghost feel to do, I trust him and the Lord. And so we are going to continue on in this service. So if you're not standing and you're able to stand in honor of the man of God, it's also great to have Sister Smith with him this weekend. I think, I think most preachers do a little bit better when their wives are with them. So, amen. But we're glad to have her. And again, it's so great to have Brother David Smith. They are now basing out of Okima, Oklahoma, but spent how many years in Maryland? 14 years in Maryland. So uh, he is no stranger to our area. And uh, we are so glad to have him. So, Brother Smith, come take your liberty. Whatever you and the Holy Ghost feel to do, that's what we want today in Jesus' name. How many loves your pastor? How many loves your pastor's wife and the family, huh? Nothing like that. Gotta love your pastor. Boy, there's a great spirit of worship in this house here this morning. You can absolutely feel the power and the presence of a mighty king in this house. And um, if you missed last night, boy, you missed it. God showed up and showed out, touched people. I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal. And God was doing great and mighty things in the overflow. You could feel the power. You can feel the presence. I mean, when I walked in the building, I said, oh, today going to be a good day. You can tell when today going to be a good day. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Don't you feel some liberty in your spirit? People worshiping and going to be a good day. And uh, I'm so honored to get to be here. And uh, I love y'all, your pastor. I love your bishop and their family. Uh, they've been so kind to me through the years. And uh, I love what they stand for. Nothing like having a man of God that knows what he believes, knows what he stands for. All right, look at your neighbor. Tell him you look better than I do. Some of you are going to have to ask Jesus to forgive you, but it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> at my home church, we used to always say, don't mess with the flow on my row. You know, every once in a while. You heard Pastor talking about that big old boy standing up, you know, and, and, and everybody's way. So in my church, we always used to say, don't mess with the flow on my row. So what that was letting your neighbor do is if I get a little beside myself, get, you better get with me or get out the way because something might happen. Something I got might rub off on you. It might rub off on you. So we're going to have fun. Let's go to the word of the Lord, all right? <clears throat> I'm not a great Bible reader like you're used to. I'm more of a quoter, so just hang in here with me and we'll, we're going to go and see where Jesus takes us today. I want to just go ahead and serve notice. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Spirit, you can have that today. If you've never had a miracle, if you've never been touched by the hand of the Lord, that can happen today. If you've never been baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, I promise you that can happen today. Music team, y'all done phenomenal today. I know in a lot of churches, they've been calling them the band. 
They not y'all not the band. Y'all the worship leaders. Y'all done phenomenal today. I tell you. Bible calls them minstrels. You know, a lot of people just think the music's just to waste a little time till the preacher gets up. Some churches I go to, they think the music's just a time to get everybody in so the offering will be better. I told everybody where I go, if you take the offering after church, the offering will always be better because people's spirits are right after the preaching. <laughs> people going to start taking my advice and learning that I'm right. Count the offerings when you take them after church before you take them and see which one's better. Oh, y'all got quiet. Y'all got, y'all got tight on that one, huh? You thought I was about to take an offering, huh? You all right. The Bible says when they begin to play, they begin to prophesy upon those instruments. It was preparing for what God was about to do. I'm not wasting time. I'm telling you where I'm at. It, it was preparing for what Jesus was about to do. The Bible said, Behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came Jairus by name. The Bible said that he fell at his feet and he begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. And the Bible said that while he was speaking, some come from the ruler of the synagogue's house and said, uh, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the master any further? The Bible said that as soon as Jesus heard the words that were spoken, he looked at the ruler of the synagogue and said, Do not be afraid, but only believe. Now, one person doesn't come in and said, Don't even worry, your daughter's dead. But Jesus said, Hold up now. He said, Don't be afraid, I need you to believe. And the Bible said that he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. It said he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and he saw a tumult, which was a commotion made by a large crowd. He said there were folks that were weeping and wailing loudly. And the Bible said that he came in and he said, Why do you make the commotion and weep? For the child is not dead, but only asleep. The child is not dead, but only asleep. And the Bible said they laughed him to scorn. He had to put them all out. He took the father and the mother and those uh, who were with him. Said he entered to where that child was lying. I'll say it again. He took that child by the hand and he said, what? Talitha Kum, which was translated, little girl, I say unto you, arise. And the Bible said that immediately the girl arose and she walked. She was 12 years of age and they were all overcome with great amazement. For the next few moments, just let me preach just a little while. I'm not a long preacher. Just for the next few moments, let me just preach when God steps in. Is that all right? When God steps in, anything can be all right. I promise you, I felt that this morning. When God steps in, anything can happen. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost. When God just moves in, something begins to change. That world said that baby's dead, but Jesus said, hold up, I'm about to tell you something different. I'm about to step in. I'm telling somebody in here, you might have to outshout your doubt before it's over with. You might have to say, I don't know how it's going to happen. I just know it's going to happen. Holy Ghost, I feel you. Give him a hand clap of praise when you're done. I'll let you sit down. Thank you, Jesus. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come out and give him high praise. That ain't just that. Come on, open your mouth. I know we're clapping our hands, but now open your mouth and give him high praise. God, I feel your power, your presence, your anointing. God, you're in this place here today. You can sit down or you can keep standing. It don't matter. I still believe in standing and preaching. So here we go. Here we got a man. He had simple faith. God, a man had simple faith. He knew that Jesus uh, was going to step into his daughter's life. In fact, uh, he knew that when Jesus stepped in that everything was going to be all right. Even though the messenger of the synagogue, uh, he had a little doubt. And even though that Jesus was delayed uh, in reaching Jarius' house, uh, Jarius said, here's the deal. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to have to believe uh, that God is about to step uh, into my daughter's uh, situation. I'm here to tell somebody in the building, even though I'll say it again, that the messenger of the synagogue, he had doubt, but he believed uh, that Jesus uh, could take care uh, of whatever was going on uh, in uh, his daughter's 
his life. Uh, even though the crowd began to laugh him to scorn, uh, you see, the deal was uh, Jesus said, I'm telling you, that child is not dead, uh, but that child is only asleep. Uh, I'm here to tell somebody in the building, uh, it doesn't matter what your situation looks like. Uh, it doesn't matter what it seems like. Uh, it might seem like all hope is gone, uh, but I'm here to tell somebody uh, that when God steps in, uh, it doesn't matter what it seems like. Uh, God can do anything uh, in the house. Uh, when God begins to step in, uh, anything uh, is possible uh, in the house of God. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what the lawyer says. I don't care what the banker says. When God steps in, something's going to change. When God steps in, something's going to happen. In fact, I'll just be honest with you. When God steps in, doubt has to step out. When God steps in, fear has to step out. When God steps in, confusion has to step out. When God steps in, indecision has to step out. When God steps in, anxiety and fear has to step out. When God steps in, fear has to step out. But more than that, when God steps in, the devil has to step out. I'm here to tell you my God's a good God. He's not a dead God. He's not a dried up God. But my God is alive and well. My God can do anything. My God can handle anything. My God can take care of any situation in this house. You gotta get it in your mind that God can handle it. You gotta get it in your spirit that when you begin to call upon the name of the Lord, that God can do anything. You gotta get it in your heart that when you begin to open your mouth and say, God, not my will, but your will. Not my thoughts, but your thoughts. Not my ways, but your ways. God can do anything in this house. I know a lot of times we just wait. Well, I'm going to have to just check it out. I'm going to have to kind of figure it out. I'm going to have to weigh it out. No, I'm telling you, if you'll just go ahead and give up and don't worry about your flesh and say, you know what? Today, I'm going to be blessed by the hand of God. I'm going to be blessed by the man of God. You get it in your mind that when you come to the house, it doesn't matter what kind of hell you went through this week. It doesn't matter what kind of situation you're going through. It doesn't matter what kind of problem problems you have. You say, if I can get to the house of God uh, and I can begin to worship the King of Kings uh, and the Lord of Lords, uh, I know God can do anything. I'll be up front with you. There have been times in my life I didn't even want to worship. There have been times in my life I didn't even want to clap my hands. There have been times in my life I didn't want to run the aisle. There have been times in my life I didn't even want to stand up. Been times in my life I didn't want to give my dollar in the offering. But I just knew if I'll go on and do what I don't want to do, God will step in and help me with what I need in my life. I'm telling somebody in this building, uh, when you don't feel like worshiping, that's when you ought to worship. When you don't feel like clapping, that's when you ought to be clapping. When you don't feel like shouting, that's when you ought to be shouting. When you don't feel like worshiping, that's when you, oh, it's catching on. When you don't feel like jumping, that's when you ought to jump. When you don't feel like running the aisle, that's when you ought to run the aisle. Because I've learned something. There's not one thing the devil can do when you got a worshiper on your hands. Anybody can worship. Because worship's this way. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Anybody can praise. Because praise is this way. But you got to be aligned with God. To be able to worship. Anybody can say how good God is. But when you worship. It's when you all by yourself. And they ain't got nobody in the crowd. 
fanning you on. And you're saying, you know what, God, it's just me and you. And as you begin to talk to him, the power and the presence of God begins to flow and it begins to move. uh, And something begins to change in your life. I'm telling somebody in this building here this morning, uh, you better get ready. God's about to step in. Uh, You better get ready. God is about to do the miraculous. Uh, I'm telling you in the house that anything can happen. That Bible said that faith without works is dead. I don't know what you need from God, but there's one thing that I do know. Whatever it is that you need from God, God can abundantly satisfy. Whatever it is that you want from God, God can handle your situation. There's not one thing that you can go through that God can't fix with a miracle. There's not one thing going on in your life that God can't handle. I don't care. I know what people say, oh, well, but man, you just up there preaching, you know, you, you got, no, listen to, I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you, there's not one thing that God can't handle. There's not one situation God can't fix. There's not one sickness God can't take care of. I told somebody the other day, sometimes Jesus might not give miracles because he ain't for sure he's going to get the glory when it all happens. Some people not not be get not got you know touched by the hand of God because he's not for sure he's gonna get all the glory. He might not can do something for some people because he's not for sure if we're gonna remember where it came from. But I've learned something about God. He likes to be talked about. I'm gonna tell you right now, God likes him out of boys. <laughs> God likes to be patted on the back. Oh, oh God, he likes it when you start giving him a little praise and start, I'm going to tell you right now, you start, you start praising him and start worshiping. Watch what he starts doing. He starts moving. <laughs> he starts speaking on your behalf. He starts moving. Things start happening. You know why? Because God inhabits. When you get it in your mind that no matter what, I'm, I'm telling you, no matter what, God is going to get the glory. When Jesus left Jairus' house, he come across those two blind men. I won't go through the whole deal. He just got to looking at them, and he said, hey, you believe I'm able to do this? And they said, yes, Lord. He said, good. Let it be according to your word. See, I'm telling somebody in here, your miracle's in your mouth. What you say is what you're going to get. What you speak, that's what's going to happen. What you begin to decree and declare, that's what's going to happen. That's like them negative people. I'm scared of them people. I try to get away from them. You know what I'm talking about. How you doing today? I don't know. I don't know. I've been so sick. I I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to church today, tomorrow. I probably won't even be able to come next week or even next month. I've been so sick. Get away from me. (laughs) Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Man, even when you're feeling bad, just go on and do yourself a favor. Lie to yourself and say you're going to be all right. Jesus rather believe a lie in faith than for you to know the truth and not believe it. He said, oh, you can't prove it. Yeah, I can show you that in the Bible. He told him, guys, y'all go look. That's the promised land. It's all yours. You can have it. They go look. They say, oh, look at all that. Everything's well. Everything's good. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they got to wandering around. All of a sudden, they got to wandering around. Come on, everybody raise your hands. It's all right. Everybody raise your hands. Come on, everybody praying right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, all right, right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, I want you to pray out right now. Come on, cry out right now. God, by the authority and the word of God and by the power of the name Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, we're believing. Come on, the Holy Ghost is in here. The power of the presence of God's in here. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord.
Thank you, Jesus. Come on, whatever you need in this building, I said it's here right here. Whatever you're looking for in this house, I promise you it's in this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet Holy Ghost. Sweet Holy Ghost. Sweet Holy Ghost. I'll show you how that works. There's those ten. They, the, God, the Lord said, you know what? You got the promised land. He said, the promised land, it's yours. All of a sudden, they begin to wander around. They begin to say, oh, I don't know. I don't know if we can have, ooh, I don't know. There's some big old fellas over there. And two little ones, they said, hey, it's ours. It ain't no big deal. We going on. We, that's, my, that's my house right there. And that's my yard right there. Them other ones were going, hmm, I don't know. Them fellas look big over there. Hold that story. There's a shooter, my woman. Jesus said, you're going to have a baby. So she has that baby. Later on, prophet comes through, builds a little house. He leaves. Baby dies. That's what the Bible said. The Bible said the baby, Bible said the baby died. Baby died. Shoot my woman said, hmm, we ain't playing. She said, come on, we're going to find the prophet. So they cruising on down the road. Prophet says, oh, that looks like the shooter my woman. Now, you know, he had to know because he's the prophet. <laughs> I told people it's hard to be the prophet in a non-profit organization. But anyway, we're the prophet. <laughs> God, I shouldn't have said that, but it's so funny. <laughs> so the prophet said, hey, cruise up. He's the prophet. He must have knew they was coming. He's the prophet. That's what, that what they do. <laughs> he said, hey, how you doing? She said, oh. He said, how's everything with your husband? She said, oh, it pretty, oh, good, good, good. He said, uh, how, how's everything with you? She said, oh, yeah. He said, how's everything with your baby? She said, oh, all is well. Now, you can say what you want, but my girl was fibbing. Now I'm from I'm I'm originally from Louisiana, so I'm gonna say like we say down in Louisiana. That girl was lying. <laughs> you can go on and cover it up if you want, but my girl was lying. But my girl was lying in faith. So the prophet goes back to the house, goes through the whole spill, lays upon eye upon eye, lip upon lip, hand upon hand, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, yeah, take a lap. I like it. All of a sudden, that baby gets up. Now you say, so what are you trying to tell me? Here's a woman that that baby was dead. But she says, you know what? I'm about to say something in faith. And God's about to give it up. And God's about to do it. Oh, it's all right. Come on. Just be worshipers. Uh, y'all, it's all right. Welcome to Maryland. Come on. Let's have fun. <laughs> All of a sudden, she says that baby's about to get up and that baby gets up. And I'm going to go back to that other story. There's them other guys that Jesus said, that is your promised land. That is your promised land. But they said, I can't even believe it. But the two saw the promised land, but the other ones, they died of a plague. You said, what are you trying to tell me? I'm trying to tell you, if God gave you a promise, then you better go on and believe it. And there's some times in your life when stuff starts happening and it seems like and you're like, well, my God, what you're going to have to do is start speaking in faith and opening your mouth. Even though it seems like the baby's dead, you're going to have to open your mouth and say, you know what? Something great is about to happen. God is about to do the miraculous. Anything can happen in this house. I'm telling you right now, you need to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and it doesn't matter what it seems like and said, I'm blessed and highly favored. I am a child of God. God is going to handle my situation. 
You say, can it happen? You better believe it can happen. Because when God steps in, anything can happen. When God steps in, anything is possible. When God steps in, anything can change. So in the house today, God can do anything. I'm done preaching. In this house today, God can handle any situation. I'm not talking about joining the church. I'm not talking about shaking the right hand of the Father. I'm not talking about filling out no fellowship card. I'm talking about talking to Jesus and saying, all right, God, it's me down here, and this is what I need. It's me down here, God, and I need you to help me. In this place here today, God can do anything for anybody in this house today. Are you all right with that? Anybody. So nobody's going to call us out today. You like that and I like that. Ain't nobody going to embarrass us today. I definitely like that. Ain't nobody going to make anybody do anything that they don't want to do. And I like that. But in a few minutes, we're going to come to the front and we're going to talk to Jesus Christ. In a few minutes, we're going to say, all right, God, here I am. I'm asking you, Lord, to take care of my situation. I'm asking you, Lord God, to handle my situation. In fact, I'll be honest, just about every person in this building, you need something from God. Some folks don't want to admit it, but it's the truth. You need something from God. So whatever we need here today, God will abundantly satisfy. Nobody will call us out. Nobody will embarrass us. Nobody will make us do anything that we don't want to do. But in a few minutes, we're going to come and pray, and we're going to talk to the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that fair enough? In a few minutes, I'm going to ask people to bow their head and close their eyes. Not right now, but in a few minutes. And the reason I ask people to bow their head and close their eyes is, number one, I want you to be real with yourself. Second reason I ask people to bow their head and close their eyes is because of the fact we live in a real nosy world. You raise your hand, your neighbor wants to know what you've done. Don't tell your neighbor what you've done. Tell Jesus. Your neighbor don't forgive you of sins. Only Jesus does. Your neighbor doesn't help your problem. Only Jesus does. Third reason is I don't want somebody to say, well, I came to church and I'm leaving the same way that I came. Why would we come to church and leave the same way that we came? So God's going to touch people in this place here today. Are you all right with that? All right. If you don't mind, everybody, bow your head and close your eyes. Anybody in this building here today, you got pain in your body right now. You got pain in your body. Would you lift your hand? You got pain in your body. Got hands going up all over the building, front to the back, side to side, in every section. All right, you can put them down. Before you lift your hand, just listen. Every time you take a step forward, the enemy, the liar, the deceiver, Satan by name tries to push you two steps back. For some, it might be your marriage. For some, it might be your relationship. For some, it might be your finances. For some, it might be your workforce. For some, it might be your ministry. But every time you try to do something for the kingdom of God, it seems like the enemy comes in like a flood. And you're in this building here today. You're in this building here today. And you say, no longer am I going to let the enemy try to deceive me. No longer am I going to let the enemy get the upper hand on me. But God, I need you to step in. And you're in this house here today. And you need God to step into your situation. Would you lift your hand? You want him to do that for you today? Hands are being lifted all over the building, front to the back, side to side, in every section. That's beautiful. You can put them down. Two more questions. I'm not talking about once saved, always saved. That's not in the Bible. That's man-made. I'm not talking about accepting the Lord as your personal Savior. That's not in the Bible. That's man-made. I'm talking about what the Word of God says. The Word of God says that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting and appeared to them clothing tongues like as a fire and it set upon each and every one of them and they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gave them utterance. Now, if you've never spoke that heavenly language, that doesn't mean something's wrong with you. That just means it's a gift that comes from God that you haven't received yet. 
And as far as you know, in your walk with Jesus Christ, as far as you know, living for God to the best of your ability, you've never spoke that heavenly language like they've done in the Bible. Would you lift your hand? You've never spoke that heavenly language like they've done uh, in the Bible. I see hand. All right. See another hand. All right. All right. See another hand. See another hand. All right. Thank you. That's beautiful. You can put them down. Last question. Before you lift your hand, just listen. If the Lord came today, if the Lord came today, are you ready? If the Lord came today, are you ready? If the answer is no, if the answer is I'm not for sure, if the answer is let me repent and move some stuff around, all those answers are beautiful because here's why. The Lord Jesus Christ has not come back yet for his bride. That means that you still have a chance to be renewed or refilled in the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you're going to be honest in the house today and say, David, I'm going to be honest with myself. I'm going to be honest with God. I need to be renewed or refilled in the gift of the Holy Ghost. For if he would come today, I need to make sure that everything between him and I is exactly how it should be. And you're in this house here today. You need to be renewed or refilled. Would you lift your hand? You're being honest. You're being honest. Hands are being lifted all across the building. Every section, hands are being lifted. That's beautiful. You can put them down. You can lift your head and open your eyes. And thanks for being obedient today. Probably about 60% of the crowd here today has lifted their hands for something. Whether pain in their body, whether a situation going on, whether they'd like to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost or be renewed or refilled in the gift of the Holy Ghost. About 60% of the crowd today lifted their hands. That lets me know that God has found favor. Not that anything is wrong, but that God has found favor. Now, I'm going to give some instruction. You might be next to a friend, a family member, a co-worker, a guest. You might be next to someone you never met before. They might want to come pray, but man, they don't want to come by themselves. It's all right. Welcome to the friendliest church in town. Am I right? There you go. So here's what you do if you want to go pray. You don't want to go by yourself. Here's how we do it. Just tap your neighbor and say, hey, I want to go pray. Go with me. They'll say, okay. That's how we do it around here. Yeah. I tell them all the time, you might be like in the middle and there's people on both sides of you and you want to come pray, but man, you don't know how to get out. You're thinking, oh, there's people on both sides of me. It's okay here. Here's what you do. You tap them on the shoulder and say, excuse me, I need to get out. If they don't move, just run over them very slowly. When they do get up, we'll pray for them. I'm kidding. It's all good. So we're going to have, we're going to believe. All right. I'd like everybody to stand, please. I'd like everybody to stand, please. I'd like our ministry to come and line up across the front. If you don't mind coming to help me, our ministry, you know who you are. Boy, the Holy Ghost is good. Y'all can just come down on the, just get right down in the altar section ministry. Y'all just face the crowd. Let's get ready. <laughs> you might be next to a friend, a family member, a co-worker. You raised your hand. You wanted to come and pray. If you raised your hand, I want you just to come down. Just come on, step out. Now come all the way down. Don't stop in the hall. Come all the way down. Come all the way down. That's right. Come all the way down. That's right. Come all the way down. Well, we're going to believe. Ministry, I, I don't know who all exactly needs the Holy Ghost. Just... When you're praying with somebody and they receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, you know your people. Just wave your hand and Brother Stu and the ministry, they'll figure all that out later. We're all good. That's right. Just come on down. That's right. Still got people coming down in the hall. Come on, Ma. Just bump them on around. That's all right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to repent as a family here today. We're going to repent as a family. And then after we repent... I just want you to start saying thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. No matter what you're down here for, the Holy Ghost is always, always in order. And we're going to believe that God is going to do great and mighty things here today. We're going to believe God's going to do great and mighty things today. 
We're all going to repent as a family here today. Are you ready? Let's all repent. Say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. I'm sorry, Lord, for everything that I've thought, that I've done, that I've said, that I've heard. Forgive me, Lord, of things I don't even realize I have done. I give myself 100% to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my miracle, for my deliverance, for my healing. Thank you, Lord, for filling me with the gift of the Holy Ghost, the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Come on, I want you to begin to pray. Altar ministers, find somebody to lay hands on right now. By the authority in the Word of God and by the power of the name Jesus, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Brother Stu.
That's right. Come on. Pray. That's right. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Yeah.
God's touching people in this house. God's touching people in this house. Here's what we're gonna do right here. Here's what we're gonna do. I want everybody to listen up. Before you leave, I want everybody to listen. Before you leave, I want everybody to listen. I know people are still praying. We'll pray again in a minute. People receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. God touching people here today. There's a lot of man-made baptisms in the world today. They're, they're not in the Bible. They're man-made. So let me show you what they are. And then let me show you what the Word of God says. And then you determine what you'd like to do. The Bible says, Jesus answered in John 3, 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot. Everybody say cannot. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. You got to be born of the water and of the spirit. You got to be. But there's a certain way. About 325 A.D., groups of people got together and come up with formulas of baptism. They're not in the Word of God. So let me just kind of, I've heard about them my whole life, but you can't find them in the Bible. So sprinkling, everybody, probably everybody here has heard about people being sprinkled, baptism, sprinkling. That never happened in the Word of God. That was never in the Bible. Sprinkling never happened. The next one was infant baptisms. Infant baptism never happened in the Word of God. Nobody was ever infant baptized in the Bible. That never happened. And then here's the one that everybody goes, Whoa, are you kidding me? When people say, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, or Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You can't find that in the Bible. You said, but wait, I, I thought I saw a scripture on that. We're going to go to it. It's Matthew 28 and 19. The deal is you have to read the whole scripture. Matthew 28 19. It, it didn't say... Go be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It didn't say that. The whole scripture says this. Go ye therefore, comma, and teach all nations, comma. There was no baptism happening there. It was teaching on the name to come. Then you got to read it slow. It says baptizing them in the name of the Father, comma, and of the Son, comma, and of the Holy Ghost with them two little dots, meaning something's coming after that. Now, let me show you something. I'm a father and I'm a son. When I die, I'm going to be a spirit, but my name is David Smith. If I wrote everybody a check today for a thousand bucks, it's David and Carlin Smith, Okemo, Oklahoma. Money's going to be in the bank. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm going to sign your check, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. I'll even put the little commas. I'll put the little dots. I'll do it all. I'll make it look just right. When you get to the bank, the banker's going to say everything looks good. But what's the person's name? They're going to say this, this check's not cashable. This check's not valid. This check has no value. It has no merit. Down home, they'd say this check won't hold water. They say, what you're going to have to do is take this check. You're going to have to go find that person. You're going to have to cross out the titles and have them apply the name if you want to cash this check. It's the same thing. You got to have the name applied. If you can show me in that scripture that anybody ever got baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I give you 10 grand before you leave and pastor will double it. Because it never happened. You say, well, how should I be baptized? Jesus has the keys to the kingdom. Hands them to Peter and says, now look, Peter, I'm going up. When you get to heaven, there's not going to be three on the throne. There's going to be one. That's why he said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and my Father are one. Beside me, there is no other. There's one Lord. There's one faith. There's one baptism. So in Acts 2.38, Peter gives us the plan on how to be saved. Because Jesus is pouring out the comforter and he gives Peter the keys to the kingdom. And here's what he says. Then Peter said unto them, repent, be baptized some of you, a few of you. If grandma said it was all right. No. He said, be baptized what? Every one of you. Bump your neighbor, say, that man's talking to you. In the name of what? Jesus Christ and why would you do it 
for the remission of sins. If you've never been baptized, if you don't know how you were baptized, if you was baptized in sprinkling, if you was baptized as an infant, if you was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, your sins have not been washed away no matter what your age is. Only way your sins can be washed away is through the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We got water, we got robes, we got towels, we got everything. We've never lost nobody in the tank. You don't get your clothes wet. It only takes three or four minutes to be baptized. And I'm always bound by Jesus to talk about baptism. Is there anybody in the house today you'd like to have your sins washed away? Anybody in the house today, just raise your hand. We'll come get you ready. It only takes a few minutes. I always have to ask. All right? I know some people are kind of thinking about what should I do. If you have more questions, see some of the elders, and uh, we can try to answer them a little bit better. People receiving the Holy Ghost today, I'll ask one more time. Anybody want to be baptized? I know y'all do good here at baptisms, but anybody want to be baptized just like they did in the Word of God? All right? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I'll turn it to Pastor. Those of you that would, why don't we just lift our hands right now and let's thank the Lord for what He's done in this place. Every life He's touched, every miracle He's performed, every need that He has met today. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your touch today. Thank you for the work and the move of your Spirit in this place. Thank you for lives that you have transformed by the touch, by the power of your spirit we give you glory and honor today lord in the name of jesus christ in jesus name in jesus name praise god praise god amen again thank you to all of you for being here as well especially our guests we're so glad to have you take time to greet somebody god bless you You're dismissed in jesus name